Welcome back, everybody, to the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And I'm Clint Marker. And we are here today to talk about a fresh look at successful church leadership. Yes, I had to look at the notes already, guys, because we discussed It's good. We're, we're coming back. Yes. Live at you. Right. That's, That's right. right. Live at Live you. recording. Yes. <laughs> From recording Sample live Studios. Right yes. Uh, all right, guys. I think we all introduced it in on this one. We did. I think that was a little... Yeah. That yeah. was fun. It was probably overkill, was but whatever. If you didn't enjoy it, just keep listening. All right. So... If we don't say what you want us to say in five minutes, just, just wait, wait longer. longer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Again, we're going to take a fresh look at successful church leadership. Now, we could go down about a million different rabbit holes with this, guys. Uh, So, talking about successful church leadership, number one, I mean, we can just go crazy with it. And what that's going to mean is because if we don't have a successful church leadership and being successful, I believe, let's just define that real quick, that a successful church and a successful church leadership is those who are submitted and operating in the will of God. Agreed? Yeah, and, yeah. Act, and acting according to what Scripture says church should be. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Schneider, anything to add? Adding? Uh, <laughs> uh, n- not at this point, but I'm sure we're going to get into some pointed questions here at some point in yes. the near future. Yes, absolutely. That's too many points at at this mm-hmm. point. It sounds dangerous. If there's a lot of points... I mean, yeah. you know. I like to live dangerously. All right, so... <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So I had actually pulled up an article, so I'm just going to kind of pull out just a few bullet points, all right? And we're going to run with it. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But uh, something that just right off of the bat, we have a few times discussed about things like what the body can do and what the church could be doing, not only the leadership, but congregation, uh, those the believers going and attending and those that are operating as the body. But tonight, we really want to focus on leadership, okay? And there's so many reasons to this, because I know personally, each and every one of us sitting here has been through a ministry or a church somewhere that has operated in spiritual abuse, which means they're not acting in God's will, and that's not very successful, because clearly we're not there anymore. So... What can be some experiences that you guys have had with unsuccessful leadership? What would be just one point right off the top, Dave, that would be something that leadership has done to you personally or that you have witnessed be done to others that is for sure not in the will of God, but is something that would commonly happen within the church? Um, I think uh, some of the things that kind of bring things to go astray, um, I believe, is ha- trying to have too much control over the congregation and too much control over the message that's being brought and too much, like, ultimately just having such a rigid view of this is my church and we're going to do these things and we're going to, you know, um, the church is so packaged into nice, neat little boxes that it's it's polished. 
Oh, right? absolutely. Like, it, it's one of those deals that, thanks, Ray, off for that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, it's so polished. It, it looks so nice from the outside, but the way it's operating on the inside, there's so much control that, in, and you have to manipulate people in order to keep that control. Right. And that's not going to be beneficial for the people's spiritual walks. But then also, I feel like you run the risk of fracturing your church because people eventually are going to come across your leadership style and be like, this ain't this right. This isn't, this isn't how this is supposed to be done. Right. Um, we should, you know, be operating, trusting each other that we hear from God, not just you're the only one that hears from God. I have to do everything the way you think it right. should be done. Right. Oh, it's a fine line of dictatorship or servant. Right. Exactly. I and, I, and I believe one of the things that God's brought up to me and, yeah, you know, the past was, you know, are we worthy of following? You know, like Paul tells us to follow or imitate him as right. he's, as he follows Christ. Amen. You know what I mean? So, like, what does that look like? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, I mean, we don't see that kind of leadership anymore. And no. I believe, uh, and, and, and Jesus taught us to be servant leaders. You're supposed to be there to help teach and correct, but there's a point where you're not allowing the person to actually grow. You're just telling them what to do. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, how many instances, uh, have, have you seen where it's like, Oh, you know, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I believe you hear from God and I want you to do this. And then when you do it, it's like, well, I don't like the way you did that. So then ultimately what they're saying is they don't trust in what God's saying to you. Well, and, and I mean, there's always room to grow and learn from oh, your experiences. So it depends upon how you come at it. You know, if it's not, I'm trying to control everything you're doing right. when it comes to X, Y, and Z. Because right. it, it, people want to do what what essentially you want them to do as long as your heart's matching with Christ. Yes, and what, amen. You know, God's ultimate plan is, amen. right? Like everybody wants, people who serve in the church typically want that to happen. Yes. And nobody thinks that they do it ultimately perfect. Right. Oh, well, time. no, we can't. You know? We can't. But there's a fine line to where it, it gets to, like, are you controlling the vision of your church, or is Christ in control of the church? Oh, come on. And I think what you just said, that just brought up a point. i got to say it now, or I'm going to forget. Because um, we know how that goes. Uh, we just experienced that, trying to get ready here for this uh, podcast tonight. Right, exactly. But uh, I think what you just said, what I heard, is a great characteristic that needs to happen or each leader needs to possess or strive towards is no leader is above reproach. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that you are or you're operating as, as such, there's no room for God's will because it's clearly already been consumed by yours. Well, and there's a point where, you know, you can have a lot of experience, I feel like, doing leading church doing all this stuff but not every situation is exactly the same that's so right you can't you can't operate the same way all the time it has to be changing oh come on you know and as come on. as we bring people in we help disciple them and mold them into the shape that god created them to be yes right and then we send them out that's going to change what our ministry looks like yeah, oh, because, of course. you know, nobody can fill that hole again, right? So, like, right. that's where the new, like, it's always new, it's always fresh, because we're training people up, we're letting them 
serve. We're letting them do this stuff. We're sending them off so that they can do the ultimate vision that God has for Come them. On. And that changes the dynamic of your church yes. all the time. Yes. It doesn't always have to look the same. Oh, come on. Please share, if you're okay with that, would you share uh, what you were sharing the other day with me? Talking about the altar. Like talking about if we're building a building and we've got polished bricks that are fashioned to be just beautifully set and lock in together, right? But is that what the church is supposed to look like? No, I and you know, like back in the ancient days, you know, I, I don't know necessarily where this falls into scripture, but they build altars to put their burning, you know, offerings uh, on. burnt offerings on. Yes, you know, and they'd have to use stones, stones and stones aren't all exactly the same, right? You know, um, we in the American church try and you're going to do these things and it's very rigid, right? You know, it's like right. a brick. Yep. You know, so yep. in America, we're trying to build altars to God using bricks, very straight lines, very straight lines. But God, ultimately, I feel like because it takes somebody creative to put together a, an altar that's made of stones, right? You know, and you have to be creative. You have to think of things outside the box. You have to be willing to work with the people because they're not going to conform completely to what what you think they should be. Right. Amen. Right. And this Amen. is where I'm getting that comment of like we can't control everything so much that it, because that makes that makes it just your church just die right. off. It, right. it it doesn't it's never going to bear any fruit. Right. Right. right? So <clears throat> so they're building these altars out of stone which I believe brings more honor and glory to God because it takes an artist. God is an art. You look at nature around you. Oh, man. I mean, he hand-painted the sky. He, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah, look at how intricately detailed everything is. Right. And when we when we build these altars, which is kind of what our ministry is supposed to be for God. Right. To bring glory and honor to God. If it's made out of bricks, everything is uniform. Everything right. fits in a place we can... And we only do this it this way. Out with this yep. piece and this piece with this piece. That's that's all. Everybody's doing the same thing. It's not unique, right? And right. that uniqueness God created in all of us. Amen. Amen. And so it takes a real leader to be able to mold somebody that's unique. Amen. Amen. But I believe that when we build our altars or our ministries with these stones, proverbially. Right. With people that are unique, that are different, that, you know. Different shapes, different sizes, different, different, different shapes, colors. Different they all co look all different. Of, all of them look different. That's right. But when we do that, that is a, a an opportunity to put something together that God designs. It gives us that platform. Well, I won't say platform. It gives us the altar to put an acceptable offering to, to God. To that's God. a living, that's a living thing. Yes. Yeah. It's not. Amen. It's not a cookie cutter. You That's can't go right. to this church and do this or do that. I mean, it's right. very unique, and every ministry is supposed to be unique, and every church right. should be right. a little bit different than the other. And everybody grows, and and everybody matures in different ways. Right. Amen. You know, and Amen. so it takes a real leader to. Lead, I, I kind of think of apostolic leadership when I think of this. It's leading leaders, absolutely. right? Absolutely, like, absolutely. That's a different calling than just 
shepherding cheap of just right. people that come, right. they sit in the pews. Leading a leader is a different skill altogether. Right. So like discipling. Exactly. It's discipling another disciple right. to where you guys are working together to figure it out. You know, that's what in-state teaches us. Yeah. Um, is, you know, as mentor mentee, it should be reciprocating. It's yes. both, oh, both it's people working together. It's, yes. it's all relationships. That's all of scripture, right? Like all of Amen. scripture is relational. God right. did all these things to have a relationship with us. That's right. What makes him think that we're not going to have to have relationships in order to bring honor and glory to him. Oh, come on. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I can't tell you what to do. Right. How many times have, or Clint, straight to you. How many times <laughs> have we had conversations about different experiences you've had in your life? And then like later on in the things, it's like, listen, all of this is just advice right, and you can right. take it or you can leave it. I, out of respect would ask that you just think about what I said. At least, <laughs> right. You know, right, right. but, but in the same way, I can't tell you what to do. Right. right. I just gave you this, these things to think about. Right. You know, and that's where we're supposed to be so, so working through. Amen. So what you're saying is that a, a success, to be a successful leader, you need to allow those that you're leading or discipling to be that unique individual that they are created to be. Amen. Right. And that answer may not be exactly the way I had right. no, you know, it, it, said it or whatever, but in the same instance, it's like, these are things that I see from the outside. It may not all be a hundred percent the way I see it. Right. Because not everything is that cut and dry. Right. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Because let's, let's just clarify that because let's be honest, somebody listening could be like, Oh, so I just let them all go crazy. No, there needs to be order there. Okay. There needs to be, um, right. There needs to be guidance because the, the will of God is not going to tell you know, if if you as a church, okay, a, a church itself, not just talking the body, there okay, are boundaries. That's right. That's yeah. right. It, there's yeah. going to be a vision, and if 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 what you're doing does not align with the mission and vision that should be in line with God's will, okay, which is way broad, by way, the way broad, exactly. <laughs> and that's why that's why that's why individual churches come up with a mission because. They can say, you know, what may call Dave Schneider in a church to do and right. what's what God's calling you to accomplish may be way different than what Clint Marker is called to do in a church and accomplish doesn't mean they're wrong. Right. Exactly. Because, because it, it, you know what I mean? The heart of God is so vast. We'll never understand it or Not fathom completely. it. That's right. Yeah. And, and so I don't believe, like you said, uh, how can, of course, we all need to have different visions, different missions. Okay. Because I don't believe, yes. God talks to us all individually, okay? So I don't think that he gives all of us the same exact calling because if we did that, well, then we'd have, you know, we'd have a world full of pastors, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a world full of senior pastors. Well, who are you preaching to? Because then we, woo, that'd be a whole world full of some self-entitled arrogance, man. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why he didn't do that because it has to be, it has to be that unique individualism but it still has to align with God's will. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So you're saying that we need to be a leader should allow those they're leading to be unique, but within reason. Yeah. Okay. I believe that's a reasonable response. Okay. I, I, I mean, that's what I'm gathering know, from what you yeah, said. Okay. A hundred percent. I mean, okay. it's not going to be cut and dry. 
Right. Of course. Right. Because nobody's the same as anybody else. And if Amen. you try and make people conform to certain things that are right. so rigid, that's what that's what gets rid of the uniqueness. Amen. Amen. Well, you can't compartmentalize God. So why do we try to compartmentalize the church? I think it comes down to control. But go ahead. Clint. Amen. Clint. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I, Schneider covered covered it pretty good. But I was just going to say, I, I mean, I've never pastored a church, nor do I plan on pastoring a church. Uh, and I've never had to lead a congregation, nor do I plan on ever having to do that. But I I think, you know, if you're part, part of the purpose of the church is to help one another mature in Christ and grow and disciple. And if you have someone that has been discipled or has grown and you've seen it or, or you know, whatever the case may be, or you know who may be, uh, is discipling them and they say hey I feel like the Lord's calling me to do this I'd like to do this as long right. as it's not anything that's you know against God's word I believe a leader should say okay I'll what can I do to help you be successful okay now talking about control at that point as long as I know this person well enough believe they're faithful to God's word they'll go for it I'll do whatever I can to help them be successful if I hear something that maybe be concerning I would go to that person and say, hey, just letting you know, this is what I'm hearing. Where's your heart? What's going right, on? Right. And I mean, I'm not even opposed to being like, hey, I'm going to sit in on this class. You know, I'd like to sit in on it. Absolutely. But I feel like, you, you know, you have to be careful. You have to understand that people are not a construct. We're all different. We all have different yes. personalities. And you have to almost understand that and try to find a way to approach everybody you know differently amen well and i think a lot of this unless you're like 18 years old you know um being a senior pastor i'm not a senior pastor but you know being um like in that kind of a a role you know i can imagine that it's tough because you get people that have all kinds of things that they want to do right or whatever you know but in the same instance as a senior pastor you have to realize that everybody comes with at least some sort of experience yes right yeah you know and to not yes maybe they haven't led a church maybe they need to figure out what church finances look like so that they can be successful in this right or Amen. maybe they need to understand the tax code so that they know what they need to do you know what i mean like these well, are overarching things yes but to treat somebody as though they have no experience. Right. And then try and guide them and see them in that way, I feel like is no, like you're never going to receive anything from them if that's the only, if that's the way you view them. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I totally, and you can't do that. And then because a lot of times in those situations, can, I, I don't know your guys' experience. I know some of them, but speaking for myself, it's like, Man, I've I've worked with men uh, and women alike who have who have done that, you know, where it's like, oh, well, you don't have enough experience, you know, and then they want to whip out the old pedigree stick and they want to be, you know, oh, well, I got 57 years of experience. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, I, I, I know, ruffle feathers like, the wrong way when that kind of stuff comes out because I'll be the first one to tell you, well, you, just because you've done this for 57 that's right. years Let's, doesn't mean you've done it right. That's right. Or, that's you know? that's yeah. exactly right. And I mean, just to throw this out there, you know, uh, get all in your feelers, but that's okay. There's a box of tissues near you wherever you're <laughs> listening, I'm sure. But let's be honest, usually the ones who want to start throwing the pedigree stick around 
are the ones who are in a very unsuccessful non-growing well, I church. Think, I think even if it is to a certain extent somewhat successful it comes down to insecurity and people who challenge um, your views even in life no matter what it is whether yeah. it be the church or not you know um, you're going to always feel like people are after you yes you oh, know well and of course and they probably some are some may not be. probably yeah, some, some are some some may be but it comes down to how secure am i in my walk oh man um that's right that, you know yes i'm challenged all the time i'm used to being challenged the military challenges you right you need to know what you're made of in yeah, order man. to go out there and die for your country that's right right that's like right. the military analogies you know we'll cover this when we get into the book study a little bit more but mm -hmm. you know in chapter two they do talk a little bit and i'm not gonna go too far yeah don't go okay. too far don't go too but far. uh they talk a little bit about an admiral on a sub and you know he's off watch right you know and i don't know what watch it is it doesn't really matter but he right. retires to his quarters uh-huh and then the officer of the deck is running everything right in the ship right while so the captain can take a break because uh -huh. nobody can do this all the time right 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 and so he takes a break but then a lot of violent maneuvers are going on and there's all kinds of stuff going on outside of the sub right right and so the captain comes back up and he's like hey how's everything going up here <laughs> the officer of the deck's like everything's going good sir right officer or the captain goes looks all right to me too turns around and walks out mm -hmm. you know why because he trusts the leadership of the officer right, of the deck right, because right. the officer of the deck has to go through training to understand what he's doing to, to operate the ship Absolutely. right and when you're in a war situation or just in a high stress situation like that you have to be counting on your team to understand everything that's going on so that when it's their time to lead yeah they can operate in the way that it should be god done. has led them the to. way that yes. god le leads yes. them to yeah and yes. people will do things differently oh absolutely and make different calls like the officer of the deck is gonna their guidelines yeah for oh, the officer yes. of the deck yeah but the officer of the deck is not gonna go outside those guidelines that's but right. also has to use their own creativity to solve problems that are complicated yes that that may not be cut and dry because yeah. never and ever not everything is the same way all the time. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. I agree. I agree. I think that's great. Uh, a point I wanted to make on this was uh, what you, I think both of you have kind of hinted to. We're talking about people being unique, mm -hmm. okay? And we got to be able to trust that. Like you just said, here's where it really bothers me. And I experienced this almost anywhere I've ever been, okay? And I usually try to bring it to light without being judgmental or, or seem like I'm being condemning. But if you're going to be a successful leader and you're going to tell somebody, I trust that you hear from God. I trust that you hear from God. But then you want to dictate everything that I do? That's a contradiction. That doesn't mean you trust that I hear from God. That means that you trust in your own control and dictation of the situation that you're going to have so much lordship over me that I'm going to jump through every hoop that you say, but that's not how the will of God works. 
if God's talking to me and telling me to do something, you either trust me and you trust the fact that I God talks to me mm-hmm. and that I am led by God, or you don't. Well, okay, and- there's no there's no gray area here. We how do we why do we try to manipulate the Holy Spirit to operate in ways that we want him to? Right. Okay, why can't it just be Dave Schneider? I trust that you hear from God. Am I going to have questions sometimes about what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm not going to be like, you stop what you're doing because this isn't what God intended. I disagree with that method because then it contradicts. Maybe then we need to discuss about your supposed relationship with God because if you trusted me and that that God talks to me an hour ago, and now all of a sudden you're questioning the methods or, or the way that it's working out or where God's leading me to lead something, well, then let's be honest. You're a liar, and you never trusted that God talks to me. Well, and, and I believe people can do this without even knowing that they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, um, well, It's kind of like I, compulsive I, lying. Right. Well, it's manipulation. Right. And, and that... Because I I feel like I always have to have control. You know, if if the ship goes down, man, we're all gonna die. Right, right. You that's know what why I mean? We ask if the a church, if a church fails, and that's what the captain did in that analogy. Yeah. Came, asked questions, and looks retreated. good to me too. Yep, and okay, went back to what he was let's, doing. Let's just keep going. Yep. Right, and and the Bible tells us that uh, um, we can't put new wine in old wineskins. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the old wineskins will break apart. That's right. They're not made for the new wine. They get a new heavy so, full load and they burst. As we're, our generations are eventually going to have to take over yep. the mantle of church. That's right. Right. And and I had I had looked up statistics before we even walked in here of how many people go to church and how many people how many of those people like it guys. It's really sad. Dude, it's heartbreaking. It, it's really, really sad. It is. I um, like, I, I believe it's 63% of people call themselves Christians today. Right. And of those 63%, it's like 20-something percent that actually are... Me- uh, yeah, yes. 27% yep. that are actually members of a church. Right. And, and that's the, considered uh, only going once a month. And uh, Right. Yes. And then, on top of that, out of those 27%, mm. the amount of people that read their Bible every day is 14. 14%. Mm. And look at the numbers. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, man. Dude, it's so sad. It's like, it listen, is. you know, but I, I believe, not to go too far down that road, right? but a, a lot of it is, is God in control of the ministry? Mm. If God's in control of the ministry, then we should be okay with a lot of things. I was an actor when I was in high school. Right. And I went to state for improv. Yeah. Okay. And a big one of the rules of improv is you never say no. Right. Because we're working with each other here. Right. Right. Like I have to flow off of what you're flowing on. As soon as you say no, you kill everything. Right. Right. And then I have to go out of my way to try and save what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I have to make a decision that's really hard to do on the spot. Right. I have to save everything, what I was going with, or I have to change completely to whatever right. thing's going with. So if you say no, you're going to kill everything that's going on. Right. 
But if you say yes and what about X, Y, and Z? Yes, there that you go. Keeps, that keeps the flow going. Yes. We can still flow. Yes. Things can still change. That's guidance without manipulation. Exactly. Or control. That's exactly 100% what I'm telling you is, you know, in the military, not everything works like that. But I'm going to tell you that not everything in the military is biblical either. That well, right. You know, like there's a lot of principles that you can take from the military and be like, this is how we did it. Right. I find it funny that I get questioned about military things when it comes to leadership from people that have never been in the military. Right. I digress. Right. I'll say that and leave it alone. Right. You know, you you want to you want to take me to the woodshed using the military, but in the same instance have never served a day in the military. Right. Right. You watched a lot of movies maybe. And but, it's like listen, doesn't... there's so much to the military that is good, mm -hmm. and I'll give you that, but there's a lot of things uh, uh you know, um the military I have to do what my commanding officer says, unless, and Ray will tell you, unless it's going to hurt me or somebody else. Right, right. And if you're already engaging in a way that's going to compromise me, my integrity, or anything like that, I don't have to follow your order. Right. I may have to stand before somebody higher than you and explain, and explain it, yep. but I don't have to follow your order. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, yes... But not really. <laughs> right, right. So there's 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 an avenue to question leadership. Well, yes, that's where we fall into. We have to question and we have to evaluate to make sure that it does align with the will of God. Exactly. That's, that's and, continuous. And, and, the, and, there, and there's ways to do this that isn't hurtful to anybody. There Amen. are ways. That, and I'm not here to say that I'm perfect in any way. Because I'm not, and there are things that I do that are questionable, and will be willing to stand before anybody and say, "Listen, I was wrong." As long as those people are willing to work with me too, that's right. You know what I mean? Like I want is, to be. Yes. It, it has to be a mutual thing. Yes, there has amen. to be relationship, amen. and you can't force that. Amen. You force relationship. That's called rape. That's it. And <laughs> you know, pe people don't like that. No, no, you know what I mean, and. Nor do I say that it should be that way because God doesn't do that. Exactly, with us. exactly. Well, in order to be a, a a successful leader, you know, you it takes a whole lot of humility. I believe Dude, it's so and hard to be a leader. It, Leadership it is. is should not be easy. Well, exactly. I can remember it. It's so funny. I remember when I first felt that God was calling me to be a pastor. Okay, and I remember this this gentleman that I had met out doing uh, evangelist stuff and. And I met him at this little tiny church in northern Missouri. And this guy, I said, you know, man, God really spoke to me tonight. He goes, that's great, brother. Tell me about it if, if you want to share. And I said, yeah. I said, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. And he looked me dead in the face. And this was an old man who had been a pastor for 50-some years. And he said, you better get confirmation on that, son. Mm -hmm. because that is not a desired position. He said, it's going to come with so many strains. And to be a leader in that position requires such just, uh, what would you call it? Commitment. Responsibility. And responsibility yeah. to God and yourself. You know, not just the people that you're called to lead, but it's so much more than that because 
then we fall into something you know you talk you're talking about being unique dave and, and clint you touched closely to that same subject and i feel that when we go into this it's so hard we're going to constantly battle the flesh okay that's i we're, we're, we're in constant battle with principalities mm-hmm. okay yeah and, and that's and that's that's what we're facing and and that is inside of us Okay, we're going to constantly be wanting to do things. I'm going to dictate things this way because this is what I like. No, that's not going to work. I like snakes and sparklers. I, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Listen, I had to, to light it up. <laughs> but yes. That but may be your problem because it's about the consumer. That it's about the consumer. and But that's how we have to look at it is, you know, just because... I prefer to deliver a message one way. Okay, there's a certain way that I can deliver a message and it it can be tactful and it can be useful, but not to everybody I speak in front of. Okay, right. so yeah. so and that's the way we have to be as a successful leader. I feel that if you can't of course, we never the word of God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow and forever. But the methods in which God uses, and I mean, we can get into Scripture and look at it. The methods change, and the 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 delivery that we use has to change, and the way that we lead has to be ever changing. The, the There's no way to make a script of ministry. No, and that's where I find things nauseating. You want to talk about a big red flag? Is when I go into a church and they're like, "Hey, oh, you want to do this ministry? I have this fun packet for you about how we do this ministry." Right. You know what? I'm going to pass. And because you don't want to have that conversation with me because we're not going to get into your arbitrary idea of what ministry is. Okay. The, the, the cool part about uniqueness. And when we talk about uniqueness, the, the, the benefit to allowing people to be unique is I'm going to be able to reach people that Dave Garza cannot reach. Yes. I'm right. going to be able to reach people that Clint Marker cannot reach That's because right. my experience is different. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so yes. like the good part about flowing in a church with unique people running right. is the people they're going to be able to reach out to. And it, 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 it makes your church more diverse yes. in the impact. And it right. allows more people to come that wouldn't normally come because, man, you can read, I, yes, I, I I talk to Clint Marker, and man, dude is on point. That's right. And and even even if you disagree with the way Dave Garza or Dave Schneider talks on this radio Clint, program, Clint Marker knocks this out of the park. Clint that, knows exactly right. what's going on. That's how right? we got to operate, man, because it's not cookie cutter. It is not, there is no one shoe fits all. Right. Okay. And that's how the church, these unsuccessful leaders, okay, how do we know we're unsuccessful? Look, man, if you're not growing, I mean, come on. I think part of that. If you're not seeing, if you're not impacting new hearts, if you're not saving the lost, if you're not doing these things, if there's not, and I'm not saying because we can fall into an unbalanced church, which is some churches want to solely be evangelistic. That's not biblical. Some churches want to solely be a pulpit ministry. That's not biblical. Well, some you some know, churches want to focus on only end times ministry. That's right. There's some churches right. that only want to be prophets. That's right. There are some churches that right. only want to be cotton candy churches. Right. You know exactly. Oh, I man, mean, you I see it every, all over the place. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I went you in know? Sunday. Now I can skip out so because Clint, I feel so good. So Clint, we gotta get you in on this. 
All right. Because I feel like we're talking all the time, and Clint's just like, mm. 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 <laughs> you guys are doing a good job. I'm just letting you, letting are, you talk. Are you enjoying this? So, good. so good. all right. We we talked a lot about good leaders, bad leaders. What what would you say would be some good leadership qualities that people could possess, or some thoughts you have on good and bad leadership? What what are some thoughts that you have when it? What I say, good and bad leaders. What's one, two things that you think of right off the bat? Uh, I think humility and be an exam the best example you can be of Christ. Um, I would say, you know, when when things when things, I don't know. For me, the the main thing is humility and being willing to own up when you're wrong, and understanding that you're like you were saying, you're not above reproach. No one's above reproach. Uh, and pastors aren't either. Pastors right. are wrong all the We're time. We're all humans. Right. And and I'm right. not saying that when you do something yeah. bad, Clint Marker, that you're 100% following the devil. Right. And so, like, no matter what you say to me, it's going to be wrong. I rebuke right. you, Clint rebu- Marker. We need to yeah. baptize you. <laughs> Heresy! Sinner! Yeah. But no, also right. someone who's able to build up leaders and, you know, not... So you don't have to micromanage, right? You disciple and build right. up leaders. You can have a team that you trust yes. to help you. Yes, with you know within the church, and not it's so community, much, right? It right. really is. Right. It really is. Yeah, fellowshipping, breaking bread. Right. Uh, you know, obviously the church should evangelize, but the church should also be helping. Like I said earlier, helping one another grow and mature. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, taking care of orphans and widows yes. within the community. Yes. Uh, you know, to be the hands and feet of God and um, you know, and we all have, you know, we're all unique. We all have spirit different spiritual gifts. You know, I believe we can gain different, you know, new spiritual gifts as we mature in Christ as well. I think we have them all. We just utilize them at different times in different right. places. Amen. Right. You know, Amen. and I and and I believe, you know, we all have different spiritual gifts at whatever time and moment and we're to use them and the reason is because if we all have all of them all the time then we don't need each other right exactly whereas we're given certain spiritual gifts at whatever moment you know for for us to be able to utilize and build the church and be the church and you can't control that then then it becomes a fabrication that's right that is right that that goes So, so so go ahead and answer that question and then I'll Thank answer you. the question that I just asked Clint. What? And then we can Re- repeat exactly because so, <laughs> I was listening to Clint. But so, um, good and bad leadership. Okay. I, I want two, one, two things that come to your mind when it comes to good and bad leadership, whether it be leading styles. Uh, okay. You know. Okay. What whatever comes to your mind. I think bad leadership is dictation. I think that's just kind of how I sum things up just because that's what I've witnessed so much of. Um, The church, the American church, and the church probably across the globe um, has really turned into more of a uh, what does the senior pastor like and what does he want to do. It's not about the will of God. It's about the will of flesh. And they like to mask it with really fancy worship and 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 fake altar experiences and they want to throw all these things at it and make them seem like they're 
super spiritual or, oh, we're too above that to be spiritual. And it's just so back and forth that it's it really makes me sick. And not that I don't, I, I trust me, I got more than my fair share of flaws. I can loan you some if you need some. I've got plenty in the bank. Um, but the things that I witness, the bad for sure outweighs the good. Yeah. Um, so I, I hate to say that there's not a lot of examples of good church leadership or characteristics that I can throw out to you. There's a lot of more bad yes. characteristics yes. that we see. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, just look at the statistics, right? Like, That's if we were really honoring God, right. statistically speaking, but, I mean, even according to Scripture, people are going to fall away. That's right. I, if we're really in the end times, like, I, I do believe that we're at least going in that direction. Oh, you we know, have like the, the since f- ascension. Right. The fact that things are going bad isn't necessarily a good indication that, you know, I, I don't well, know. Well, let's just like, be honest. Things going bad or heading in the bad direction or, or a, in a uh, uh, an abundance of bad things is scriptural. Right, exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. You know, like, you, it's all about how you, how you view it here. Now, if you're viewing it from Oh, I'm just trying to get through day by day so I can just get to heaven because everything's going to be nice. I kind of feel like that most of the time. <laughs> if I'm going to be real honest with you, some, well, some days is better than others, I'll tell you that. Right. But. Well, it, unfortunately, though, I think the majority of the church, one of the big bads is that we're, we're kind of in that mentality, Did aren't you we? just say big bads? The big bads. Like the big bad wolf? <laughs> the big bad wolf. He'll mm-hmm. huff and puff, but hey, man, with good leadership, he can't blow your house down. That's that's a fair point. Ha-ha. But his right. house was made of stones, so oh, also got, ah, ah, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. <clears throat> and I just want to share this. I just I had God laid something on my heart yesterday that I shared. Um, and this was from something that I witnessed, and it's funny that we came to talking about this because <laughs> this is what God had was kind of showing me and laid on my heart to be very public about. And, you know, uh, however it rubs you, I guess, pray on it. That's not my problem. But <laughs> here is... Uh, <laughs> so what he's about to say is going to be cutting. No, apparently. this was just from what I witnessed. And like I said, not to be not to be on my soapbox because I don't have one. Um, but I'm yelling this from the bottom of the bottoms at everyone. And I had written, I am so grateful that God and personal mentors of mine have taught me how to be a leader and not a dictator, unable to let go of control of things in which I'm not appointed to control in the first place. Controls illusion. I witness, amen, I witness these behaviors, and it's quite off-putting. It always brings me back to praying for them, and also for myself. First, that the Holy Spirit may quickly convict me if I ever express these behaviors in my conduct, so I may recognize and repent of them. Then, also, that the dictator or controlling person may be convicted in such a way that they submissively and immediately move to repentance as this behavior actually isolates isolates them spiritually and in relationships, and that breaks my heart for them because, in most cases, if it's not recognized in self-evaluation by taking up their cross daily— that by then, it may be a little bit too late to reconcile these said relationships. 
So what can we do to be effective, successful leaders is always evaluate yourself Mm -hmm. by the characteristics that God has laid out before us so we may serve and lead honorably and humbly to glorify the Father in all things that we do. I think basically what I'm hearing from you, and it kind of answers my question as well, is, you know, I've seen a lot of leaders in my days. I've seen good ones and bad ones. Um, everyone has qualities. Absolutely. Everyone has qualities whether it be, that they exhibit, whether it be good or bad. Right. Amen. Good, good leaders produce good fruit. Amen. Right. Bad leaders produce bad fruit. Now, if you're seeing the fruit of your church be bitter and bad, maybe mm. it takes time to go, man, what am I doing that people are so frustrated right. with the these things? And most of right. those people that are going to be frustrated are people that are directly under you, not the congregation That's right, that's right. If it gets to the congregation, right. it's way out of control. Well, and you have to do point. that evaluation, and I'll, uh, I'll say this quickly so you can continue. But if they are doing the taking up their cross daily as as a successful leader, is that not going to reveal to them that let's not just chop it up to, oh, everybody, I've got this guy and this guy coming to me complaining about this and complaining about that, complaining about that. If you're self-evaluating, which is hard to do and it's not fun, but if you're doing that, then maybe you can say, okay, maybe I need to tone down and humble myself before the Lord because maybe it's me. Maybe yeah. there's something I'm doing that's making it's not just because oh they have a demon upon them or oh they're doing this wrong oh they're not submitting to God. That's an easy way not to take that's accountability. Right. That's right. For things, that's, but yeah. you know, like I said, you know, we can we can disagree and not think that somebody has a demon inside of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. That I think that's the most humble look. Like, man, maybe something that they're saying i may not like at all what they're saying to me right but maybe something that they're saying can hit home oh come on you know what i mean like there have been people in my life that i had a dude when i used to work at microsoft i did not like this dude to be real honest with you (laughs) and he was a churchgoer right thought Mm. he was a pastor too Mm. uh tried doing it fell on his face yeah but dude would always look at me and go you listen to metal music so you're never going to be a pastor (laughs) and i'm like you know, maybe maybe my attributes are more more than just the music I listen to. Right. You know, I don't only listen to metal music. Right. Right. But I do enjoy me some metal music every once in a while. But I'm getting right. a little old for that. Right. I'm being real right. honest with you. You man. might throw your my, back out trying my to my neck bang. hurts when I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like the reality of the situation is sometimes when confronted by people that have or seem like there's adversity there yeah may rub you the wrong way but not everything that they're saying is absolutely a hundred percent wrong that's come on man that's a great word dave what what a way because self-evaluation is not only when we feel like we're wrong mm-hmm. it's also like, I, maybe when we feel someone else is wrong maybe we should really chop it all down and look at it Wow, what an idea to actually stop and look at things from another point of view. Well, I mean, huh. everybody's cool with the verse of as iron sharpens iron until it gets abrasive, and then they're like, oh. this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know? wait, and wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't you, like, laser sharpen me so right. I don't have to go against the grinding wheel? <laughs> yeah, but see, look, dude, that's not how this stuff is designed, and 
and not everybody you know there are things that are gonna happen because they're inside god's will and yes. that doesn't always correlate with mine that's right you know that's it doesn't right. ever correlate well come on with dave mine. i mean okay, if i'm being real right. qu- quite frank well, you know but the reality of the situation is if god ordains it i can get on board with it yes and teach you what i know yes or i can step to the side because i don't want to see myself get humbled Uh, right you know i don't know how else to say it right but you know it's always easier to armchair quarterback and i think that that takes it takes time to evaluate and get your heart make sure your heart's right in it yes and sometimes that you have to take that to leaders um outside of a situation to make sure that what is happening is Okay. That's right. Just because you may be offended or you may not like the way something's going down doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're right. I, and, 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 uh, you know, like wisdom in a in multitude, man. That's yeah. that's what it means. That's that's so important. But but there's I I've seen a lot of gaslighting that happens in churches, and some of this stuff is are you maybe you need to check your heart. Right, right. Uh, I don't think you're off. Don't carry yeah. a spirit of offense right, with you. Right. Why don't you just like maybe what you said was offensive and maybe we should just like have a talk about uh how offensive what you just said was, you know? Like right. is that I've heard that growing up, you know. Oh, yeah. I've heard that oh, yeah. in my spiritual walk since I've been, you know, doing this, but that's not I don't think that's necessarily the right response. That's right. I ha- have I you let me ask you, Dave. Have you gone to God to verify? Yeah, I prayed about it. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm good with it. You know I'm what I mean? Good like, about it. Like, yep. so, so, like, let's be. We cannot address people like that. No, and expect not no. to get pushback. No, we can't. We can't. Well, even when Jesus said what he had to say, standing in front of Pharisees, he didn't sit there and scold I'm, them. I'm sure it was quite abrasive. Oh, come on now. You know, uh, when saying. he's talking, come on, let's talk about getting into the part of the Beatitudes. When he's talking about, and he's telling these people right in front of the Pharisees, telling them right in front of them that they would see the face of God. Do you know what kind of heresy that popped up in front of the, in the Pharisees' minds? Because that goes against what they're teaching. That goes against what they were seeing. And so, yeah, I believe Dude, that's like taking sandpaper to a sunburn. It was offensive. It was very offensive. And I'm not saying that that's what we set out to do. No, but, but the, peop- right. the people that are living their life that way. That's right. That are trying to control the situation. Again, is God in control or am- is Dave on. Schneider in control? Right. Amen. Because I'm here to tell you, I'm not I in pre- control. Nope. I didn't do any of this. Right. If it if it upsets you, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's right. You there know you go. because I mean the reality is I'm just trying to do what God is in, instructing me Amen. to do. And, Amen. And I want you to rejoice with me in it. Yes. You know. Yes. And that's but, part of the uniqueness and being a and being a successful leader is being able to say, you know what, Dave, sending people agree. off. Yes. Sending people off is an awesome thing. Yes. That means you did exactly you what you're supposed to do. You should be celebrating it. Oh yeah. my goodness, we just fulfilled the Great Commission. Exactly. And we're replicating ourselves so that we can rep, so they yes. can replicate. Yes. Then they can replicate. Yes. Why do you That's think right. that that God rejoices every time somebody because it's 
Another one. Yes. Another one. Yes. Another one. We're Cycling not supposed through. to be That's recycling right. believers. We're supposed to be bringing new ones. Come on. The church should be. If you, oh yeah, idiot. I would anyway, go off. So another, yes. yes. But yeah, we're supposed to be producing fruit, and a lot of people don't see it anymore, and that's the that's why we're declining. Well, here's the thing: if you want to sit there and store up the harvest in your store, the harvest in your storehouse all to yourself, you're not going to consume consume all the fruit. What are you going to end up with? Rotten fruit. Rotten fruit. A bunch of flies. It's going to stink. It looks like crap. End of story. So that's why the fruit that you're producing has to be harvested and sent out. Why do you think ponds collect moss? Well, come on. Because they're stagnant. They, they, they may have water coming in, but well, ain't nothing going out. That's right, man. That's right. And, 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 it's, and it's not just one church or two churches or a few churches. It's so many churches. There's a lot of this It's going everywhere on. you go, and it doesn't matter. We're not going to discuss the denomination because guess what? They're all suffering. Everybody is. Everybody is suffering. I don't care what flag you're flying. You're suffering. You're not growing. You're not. Statistics tell us otherwise. No, I don't live off of statistics. But you, you, you can. You can't argue them to the point when they're so vast, like they are. Mm -hmm. Okay, the church in the decline of church is because of unsuccessful leaders. It's because we have fallen into this replication state where all we want to do is cookie cut and we just want to put the same out. Oh, I want to be like that church. Or, ooh, I want my worship to be like theirs. Ooh, I want to do this because this is what people like. Listen, people, if I ever am leading a church, don't ever think it's going to be a McDonald's thing. You ain't going to have it your way. It's going to come out God's way. And guess what? That's probably going to rub you wrong. And that's okay. But you know what? That's, and this fruit is going to take time to bear, too. Dude, come on. It, it doesn't happen overnight. But it's so ridiculous that we think that we're just going to continue to imitate. Why are we imitating each other? Clearly, it's not working. If you do what you always did, you're going to get what you always got. And that's why the numbers continue to go down. Because if, we've if got this church, idea. If the church today isn't dead, it's really close. Oh, it's dead it's dead i mean it doesn't it doesn't god can revive it yes right yes god can revive this amen, thing, amen. we have to recognize the state that we're in and then number two we can't have the how did i call it, it wasn't replication i mean replication is good duplication's good to a certain extent yeah. to a yes. certain extent okay okay as long as it's not an imitation Okay, and that's right. And the imitation of, and that's, you're correct. You're correct. Imitation. And that's all it's come down to. We were talking about being unique. Be a unique leader and do something different. Step out. Look, Jesus did something and a lot of things different. Everything he did was different. Okay? He, he, he didn't just follow it was they're, bigger they're, than the Old Testament. Jesus was right. the fulfillment of the Old Testament was bigger than that. Right. Because God is bigger than that. That's right. But that doesn't mean that he goes against that. Exactly. He challenges your understanding of that. Well, that's because... To it's, teach you something about that that you didn't yes, know beforehand. that you didn't know. That you didn't know. Because if we're going to believe a God talks to us, don't we have to believe that he reveals new things to us? See, this is where I've had a hard time, and I'm not going to lie to you, of, you know, people that walk around 
as prophets and evangelists and all this other stuff. Like, can we put it to death real quick, just by but, saying? But hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I believe that God kind of shared something with me in the past few weeks. I've been seeking Him and praying and doing a lot of things. Right. You know. Um. But I believe what He told me was because I believe Scripture tells us we have these gifts these authorities yes. to a certain extent right but i believe what god told me was what we're doing is we're writing a love story to god with our actions yes on acting what scripture says right right so are we writing scripture no no we're acting out scripture that writes a love story to god god's story doesn't end yeah at a certain point that's right right it that's where it's alive and alive and, and active, active as it, as scripture points out right? right so like this it doesn't die off no but it doesn't contradict the word either because as we walk through this now there are some offices i feel like operate differently now than when they were writing scripture oh of course of course because yeah. obviously canon is closed on on yep. some of this that's stuff. right that's right but that doesn't say that we can't operate in these gifts because the Bible does tell us we know in part and we prophesy in part. So if God is the God of patterns, same yesterday, today, forever, I call it patterns. Right. Yeah, patterns. Right? We can know that right now, at the very least, we're in a pattern that Israel was in, kind of, to a certain extent. I'm not saying we're Israel, okay? Before <laughs> Ray freaking kills me through the window, Okay. I'm not saying that, right. but what I am saying is we're following a very similar pattern of the cycle of apostasy, oh, and we on. can see it over and over and over why, and over Dave? again. Would it be because we are fleshy people who because we're trying to imitating? Yeah, imitating what happened before us, right? Hmm. And not we're not creating Martin Luther Kings anymore. We're not creating Martin Luthers anymore. We're not creating Come all on, these Billy Grahams anymore. Right. We're, Why? That's right. Why? Why? Because they were created uniquely and individually and set apart by God for themselves, like we all are. So instead of going, you know what? I want to be, man, I want to do everything Billy Graham did. No, I want to do more than what Billy Graham did. I, wanted, I want I to, to be myself. That's right. I want to be Dave Garza. That's who I want to be. Right. I don't want to be. I can't be Clint Marker. I can't be Dave Schneider. I mean, you know, it's not much to do there, but <laughs> but that's right, man. Stop imitating. You want to be a successful leader in the church today? How about you be unique? How Listen about you first start accepting the promises he's made you? And why don't we quit? Do you know what a big insult is to God is imitation? Why? Because that's saying you're not big enough or amazing enough to create create me to do better things than the one before me. Amen. So Amen. that's like saying, you know what? Your work sucks. That's what you're telling God. When that, you decide to same, imitate. That's the same thing as controlling, you know, I, yeah. we're going to let you yeah. operate in this box here. Right. You right. know, because, right. you know, this person can only look like this. And I feel like God's told me in the past few weeks um, through different circumstances, like people are trying to put lids on you, dude, and that's not going to work. Uh, no, kind of like trying he, to put a lid yeah. on God and or God's ministry, like you, that's not going to uh, happen. Read the Old Testament and figure out how God likes to blow those lids off. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to be you, a part you of that. You can't ever put a lid on something God's doing. That's right. That's right. Man. So, so like, if God's really in it, that's, and I believe on. God wants to revive us, and yes. it's not about America, it's about, about the us hearts. as people. It's about our You hearts. know, like, uh, they created America for a moral and just people. If we're not moral and we're not just we're we just, ain't gonna have anything that God right. wants for us, right? That's because right. we're supposed to govern ourselves. That's right. First, first, and that's a Daily. moral. That is a moral responsibility I have before my Creator. Mm. Not on. that the government tells me I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. That's I right. know what I'm supposed to do. I do it. That's right. Come on. That's Come bigger on. than your government. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. So. Not to get political. Right. But I'm just saying. That's right. That's right. About the only thing I ever say that even gets remotely close to political is, well, you can watch these TVs. You can get all flabbergasted by these great talkers and their really cool commercials. And you're going to put your life in their hands. But I, I you see, won't trust God with five minutes of who you are? I see so many that people. That makes you a special kind of stupid. I see so many people that just, wow, look at this great person. Yeah. You know, oh, look he at says this. all. What did we not just address this in idolatry? Yes, we did. We look at our political leaders the same way we want to hold pastors up on a pedestal. Right. You know, it's it's like it's like the Israelites being like, "We want a king," mm. but God's like, "I want to lead you." Right. And they're like, "We want a king," and just like everybody else, and uh -huh. God's like, "Fine." How I'll did your you kings king. work out? And then you got Saul, <laughs> and then you were upset. And then right, you, right. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't want that kind of king. Exactly. Right. You wanted, a, you king wanted a king like everyone else. You wanted a king of men. You got a king of men. So it's, <laughs> just, it's just one of those deals. It's like we need to break out of some of these mindsets that we've oh, we had do. and the way we've been taught. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everything we were taught was wrong, but we right. need to evaluate right. why we do certain things That's as right. opposed to just whole stock buying something. That's right. That's that, right. That we weren't meant to that's buy. right quit trying to live on a script you want to be a successful leader go off script and how about let god take control how about we do that how about we let we put the reins down i vote for god knows what he's doing uh, Clint, yeah. how, how do you vote yeah. I, i'm I in yay you yay <laughs> yay yeah. yay all yeah. right we're in it all right i, I go with r r <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we we've discussed this <laughs> but but anyway guys so Yes, it, this is a passionate thing because I think every single one of us in some way, I mean, if, if, listen, you out there listening, if you have a family, you're in a leadership role. If, if you are around anybody at all, you're in a leadership role. If you're a believer of Christ, you're in a leadership role. You are called to lead your brother or sister, okay? So if you want to be successful at this, I encourage you, pray, pray, pray pray somebody's hungry pray 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 let god lead you and things are going to fall into place because you're not dictating it you're not controlling it it's just being led by him that's going to be a successful leader so hey, on that on on that note i think it's uh it's time to walk out of this amen and if we don't do it quickly, we're going to have problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we got a gas leak at the studio. I don't know anyway. what's happening. But, yeah, uh, guys, and, and that's the thing. And, and, and 
we're all called to lead in some way, shape, or form. And you want to be successful, be unique, don't fall into a script, and let God have full control. That'll challenge people, but in the same instance, it'll help you grow and be successful. Amen. And and it's not worldly success either. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> Dude, that's that. That's that's just touching it lightly, but you're exactly right. You right. you are. You I, are. I'm not here to be, you know, Right. We by no in no way, shape, or form are writing a book about leadership because we are just stumbling around like blind men trying to figure it out too. <laughs> I have but, a bit of an idea, but that's right. you know, that's it's right. sketchy at best with the Navy. So. <laughs> but let's just let's just always remember, take up that cross daily. Evaluate yes. yourself, your heart, your motivation, and what what your intentions are. And if they all align with the scripture that is before us then I think that it's safe to say that you're probably at least getting close to doing things right. At least try. Yeah. At least I mean, try. And God, if you try, God, if you do your part, God will do his. That's right. Just honor him in all things that you do, and he will honor you. So, guys, let's pray this out. Father, I just thank you for an opportunity to gather here and just yap about your love. And, and, and just, God, if anybody takes anything out of this, we, we, we don't script this. So whatever was said, let it be what you wanted said. Let it be your words. Let it be your influence, Father. And and search my heart. Search Dave's heart, heart, Clint's heart, that we are just fully in submission to you and, and that you remove flesh out of this scenario. That it's not our word. None of us have studied deep on how to be a great leader. All we do is submit to your word and your authority, Father, and just encourage those that are listening to just fully just give everything to you and just say god i can't control this for the leaders of the church out there please hear this please listen now that you need to submit you need to be that unique individual and just go led by the spirit of god so that in all things that you do whether it's a pulpit ministry evangelism whether you're feeding the hungry or you're taking care of the orphan or or you're 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 ministering to the widow that it all be in in all led by god just father touch their hearts we need a revival as a church more than a revival we need a rebirth we yes. need a new beginning we need new things to happen because what we've been imitating is not working god yes. just please come down and just touch the world touch their hearts in all languages in all ways no matter what it is god just impact them and let it be happening now because the time is now we can't screw around anymore god impact their hearts if it's conviction they need if you got to take them to the woodshed beat them twice lord i don't know what else to do but get their attention wake them up whatever it takes if it's this podcast whatever it can be let your word reveal it to them i don't care how it works god just let it be your way in all things and start it with us yes and start right here in this room right now with us if there's something we're doing that's not aligned with your will reveal it so we can be convicted and repent father because this is all about you this is not about us start with us make us the example if you must we are willing we just need a change God. and let it start right here in jesus name we pray all right thank you for joining us again I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And I'm Clint Marker. And we're wishing you last week.